Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. The, uh, the podcast where we geeks drink, discuss things and stuff, and tell you our opinions on them. Things and stuff. Things and stuff. All right. Well, happy 2024. This yeah, happy new year, Matt. Yeah, you too, Adam. Um... But before we dive into this week's episode, let's talk about where to find us. You can find, follow, like, subscribe, all that good stuff at Geek Drink Pod. Mm-hmm. So Discord, TikTok, uh, X, Facebook, Instagram, um, yourmamasbasement.net. The rebellious full moon. <laughs> the impossibly young father of a main character.net. <laughs> <laughs> um... And I think we're also at redswordsnotsith.net. Yes. All right. Hashtag not Star Wars dot net. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, before we dive into this week's episode, let's talk about our drink of the week. Grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. All right, All Matt, right. you got this one. Yeah, so we've got another Avery brew. We had Avery brew a couple weeks ago. Avery's always great. Yes, so I, I have no issue with. If Avery. you've had Avery's White Rascal, then this will sound familiar because this is Avery's Island Rascal, the Island Rascal. Um, so it is the White Rascal with some passion fruit and spices. Uh, it says here, brewed with Rocky Mountain water, barley, malted wheat, passion fruit, coriander, orange peel, hops, and Belgian yeast. Tropical. Juicy. Juicy. And tart. <laughs> and 5.4%. Awesome. All right. Well, well, cheers. Cheers, brother. We're doing cans again, so... Yes. Ooh, that's good. It's good. I get the tartness. Yeah, a little bit of that white rascal on the back end. Yeah. All right, folks. But before we dive into this week's episode, I got to tell you a story real quick. Okay, go nuts. So on New Year's, I guess not New Year's, but for the Friends Miss party mm-hmm. that I missed, unfortunately, yes, we had um, some Pepper X hot sauce. Ooh, the hottest pepper in the world. Mm. At 12.5 million Scoville units. And me and Justin did a taste test. Justin and I. No, me and Justin. Justin and I. This is I. a podcast, not a grammar school. <laughs> For those who don't know, you've heard him before, JV, from yeah. our other episodes, some other episodes. The um, man, the myth, the legend. We did some taste testing on crackers with the Pepper X. Mm. Um, let's just say I finished a whole glass of milk and it burned for 30 minutes afterwards. Oh. Under my tongue. Oh, I thought it was coming out of your butthole. No, actually, that was normal. No, no issues there. No issues to report. But the uh, the mouth, and f- so you won't see this because this is on video today, but um, everyone's like, how are you doing? I'm like, my tongue's on fire. My tongue's on fire. I'm making a V under my mouth. And everyone's like, hand symbol? And I'm like, no, no, don't worry about it. It's just, everything's on fire. <laughs> Yeah, let's just say at 12.5 million Scoville units. I, I would have tried it if, like, 
I, it tasted good. It has a good flavor profile. They actually wanted it to have good flavor. Yeah. It's just... Well, have you heard of the, you? like... There's, like, Hot Ones <coughs> Yeah, uh, this is game. the Hot Ones. Yeah. But it's, like... It's sort of like a truth or dare. It's like... Yeah. You say this or... Yeah, so this a, is actually from Hot Ones. Okay. Sauce. Okay. I... I'd be down to try that next game night. There you go. <laughs> All right. you got later this month. Yes, there we go. On the 27th. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Well, let's dive into this week's episode. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? All right, Adam. This week we're talking about the new release. Came out December 22nd on Netflix. Yeah. We're talking about Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon mm-hmm. uh, Part 1. Mm-hmm. A Child of Fire. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know we'll, we'll, we'll talk about these the uh, the ghost in the room the the elephant here. The uh, movie sucked. No, that's what we're going to talk about because I thought the movie is good. It sucks so bad. So we're talking about how this was originally pitched to Lucasfilms as a yes. trilogy for Star Wars. Um, Lucasfilm, and no wonder they turned it down. Well, no, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. But <laughs> Lucasfilm turned it down. Obviously, Zack Snyder is passionate about this project. And it's part of his deal with Netflix because he made the um, Army of Z movie. This is part of his, yes. deal, his pa- package deal. Which are actually they're good, decent. Um, so this he had to obviously do a lot of rewrites and a lot of changes to the story um, to disassociate the references with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see in some of the films some of the influences. You can see where. So changing some names here, changing a little bit of the story here, and you have a Star Wars trilogy mm-hmm. um, in the universe. Um, but I, I will say this. I enjoyed the world building they were working on. I think there could be a lot more fleshed out for it to make more sense because he kind of dove into it going, what the hell is this? But in my opinion overall, I think it was a, it was a decent film. I enjoyed myself. Um, I have some qualms. I have some... Some beef with certain parts of it, but Ooh. as an overall, I'd, I'd say it was a decent film. Um, I will wholeheartedly disagree. This was um, Exposition the Movie. I mean, sorry, Bad Exposition the Movie. I mean, sorry, Slow Mo the Movie. <laughs> it was terrible. It was nothing made sense from it. Like, it started off really well. I'll give it that. Like, you start off in this beautiful village, and it seems like space Vikings, and you're kind of like, oh, this could be really cool. No, then they just pivot immediately to Asian Vikings, Samurai Vikings, to Nazi Vikings, and you're just kind of oh, like, what? So I will say that. I will. I love the imagery of the ship landing and them getting off, and the first thing I see was just the cape and the boots. I told my wife instantly, Nazis. Yeah, yeah. Well, which is, I mean, is what George Lucas and George did with stormtroopers yeah. and, and the Empire. Exactly. But it just was kind of like I was like, okay. I think for the first like thirty or so minutes of this film, I was I was in it. But then I was just so surprised at how many times a movie could trip over its own feet and fall face first. So did, you start, did you start losing it when they went off world or when I they went off? I think it happened more when 
Um, they went to the next town. They meet uh, Charlie Hannum's character. Yes. Hannum, Hunnam. 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 Hunnam, Hunnam, Hunnam. Famous from Sons of Anarchy and Pacific Rim. Yep. Pacific Rim. Great movie. First one. Uh, yeah, the first one, not, not the second, second one. Was, I, I, okay. I fell that when I watched for 10 minutes and I was like, nope. But um, anyway, I knew he, like, spoiler alert. And if you don't pick up on it, he's the bad guy. A bad uh, guy. A bad guy. But it's like, it is so ham-fisted how they handled that. I'm like, oh, you see it. You do all this thing. And then it's like, okay. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, we really like you. You're a really nice person. And I'm like, did you not see what (laughs) fucking happened? Well, because it was... And me and my wife discussed it last night. We we finished this last night. The... It got fishy with him because he was taking people like, well... I know some people on this planet, and I know someone on this planet, and it's like, how does he know all these people, and they don't know him? Yeah. And so that's where it was like, hmm, okay. I, I mean, I, I read that, and I pick it up. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. But I also like how he kind of came in almost like a Han Solo-esque character at the very beginning. But it's like that scene in the very beginning. It's him taking money from the orcish people, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I want to mention... Um, the makeup for those Orkish makeup people. for all these characters. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. <laughs> the makeup for those Orkish characters was the same exact makeup for the orcs yes. in Netflix's Bright, which is another film that I think was infinitely better, but... <laughs> Oh, I never saw Brighton. Um, but it I was say, great. I liked it a lot. I would say the makeup... <laughs> but it's the same exact makeup. They look huh. the exact same. I would say the makeup and alien designs for this film was fantastic. True. Um, you know, um, the, the the little blue creature that had his tentacles wrapped around the guy's neck and it spoke for him. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's creepy as hell. But it's a really cool idea. So... Um, the guy who was kind of rapey and... and grabbed our, our one of our leads by the balls and was like, I'm taking you home. We're going to ask for more later. That kind of disturbed me a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But I like the alien kind of culture of it. Like, oh yeah, we're this weird saloon. And I guess so. But, this movie is, I guess, if we want to throw a rating on it, is PG-13. Yes. Do you think it would have been better like rated R? Um, I mean, Zack Snyder's not afraid of. No, because I mean, what would you got rated R? Some nudity, some more blood, or there's a lot of blood in some of those scenes. Yeah, compared to a Star Wars movie, if you made the Star Wars. Well, true, and I almost think that's the reason why they toned everything down. It's because it was like, oh, we don't want it to. We're trying to pitch this as a Star Wars thingy, and it's actually going. They said here, um. They are going to release a rated R extended cut for it. Mm. it Zack Snyder always has extended cuts of everything. <laughs> so let's just be honest. We knew okay. that was coming. So first off, I will say this. So Zack Snyder wrote this. I don't think he's a great writer. 
do I think visually is he a good filmmaker? Sure. But I think some of his best films that he's directed, he didn't write. I, I'm i just going to throw that yeah, out there. fair enough. I guess that could be my pseudo-hot take, but... <laughs> well, I don't think it's a hot just, take, because I think it's pretty common with most directors out there. If they write and then direct their passion project, it tends not to be great. Um, there's a lot of examples out there of that kind of... Work. There's, I mean, there's exceptions to the rule. There's like you know, oh, like yeah. you said Jordan Peele, not Jordan Peele. Um, yeah, yeah, Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele wrote and directed his his films, and they're really good. They're amazing. Um, <laughs> but I think more often than not, you have directors who write their passion project. Have and you watched Nope yet? No. You could have just been like, nope. <laughs> I thought about that after I said that, but, but no. Um, no, great film, great film. So just throwing that out there. Bonus wreck of the week for you. There you go. People on the interwebs. So, um, you know, like I said, I think the makeup um, was done well. We'll have some hot takes about other parts of it later. Um, oh, I got pages of them. <laughs> so, Adam, like we said, this is kind of a. It was pitched to Lucasfilm in 1997 originally. This is yes. how far back this pitch goes. Mm-hmm. Um,. Obviously, some Star Wars-esque ties. Um, had this been a Star Wars movie, you know, during the Rebellion, or even way further in the future, maybe during the First Order, would have worked? No. I I don't think at all it would have worked. Um, one, um, I think kind of how the exposition was done. So, first off, there's a few ways you can do exposition. In a, in a film. And this this movie clumsily trips over its own foot for everything. And if we want to reference Star Wars, you could have a title crawl. And you could explain kind of where you're coming from. But it's kind of... Do kinda, you think that would have ripped off Star Wars? Do you think that would have been a... But you could have done that. They had a one moment where it was like you had... Your, like Anthony Hopkins character kind of explaining some things mm-hmm. and her flashbacks but her flashbacks were the problem I had it just kind of was just like okay we're going to sit down I'm going to have a conversation with you and it's like this is my history and you're like are you fucking kidding me how many times can we freaking do this in a damn movie and at least two more well and it happens at least two more or five times more i'm like i would have been just fine with anthony hopkins <coughs> being a narrator preamble or whatever you want to call it well let's talk about but, the cast real quick where we have anthony hopkins reference no anthony hopkins um great great job buddy anthony hopkins <laughs> Um, I would say that Ray Fisher did a really good job as the rebel, one of the rebel leaders. Um, who did he play again? He played the brother who got, who sacrificed himself at the end. Oh yeah. He he was in it for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then 20 minutes of slow-mo. Uh, Sophia Butelia. She's excellent. So, like, 
I will give her a ton of props. Like, I loved her in Kingsman. She was absolutely excellent. She was great uh, in uh, Star Trek Beyond. Star Trek Beyond. She, I think she practically made that movie. Um, we're not going to talk about The Mummy. But... No. <laughs> um, but she was fantastic, and she she was great in this. Uh, she was great in Hotel Artemis. Yes. Um, so, and I is she going to be in the new um, Argyle? Um, yes. Yeah. So that's a a thing I'm looking forward to for this year. Looks yes, hilarious. Adam <laughs> boyfriend's in it. Um. You mean Sam Rockwell? No, I mean... Uh, <laughs> I'm making a joke. Henry Cavill. For God's sakes. <laughs> the only man Adam would blow. Yeah, probably. But I know Matt would blow Zack Snyder. <laughs> um, probably not. <laughs> oh my God. Give it to me. Because I'm not a big fan of 300. Really? It's okay. Well, so, I guess, do we want to talk about like Zack Snyder's... Filmography for a second. Yeah, so we can talk about Zack Snyder's filmography. Okay. Obviously, his biggest, um, where he made his name was Three Hundred. Okay, yeah, um, Three Hundred was Dead a years so. Yeah, I saw Dawn of the Dead. He didn't write that, nope. but he directed it. It was great. Um, Three Hundred, he wrote and directed. Yep, it was great. Like this was the first time you saw like that kind of slow mo action, and I guess like. For instance, like, I think he was using the slow motion to kind of, like, heighten the, like, impact of the violence, like, to see things, like... Yeah. Things hit a little bit more. Um, He did, like, an Owls movie, like, Legends of... Gahool. Gahool. Never saw it. Yeah, it was okay. Um, Sucker Punch? Sucker Punch. It was okay. Um, I know there's a big push to... Do a uh, Zack Snyder cut of that, and I'm like, "How do you want? Do you want just more child rape? Because <laughs> that's pretty much what the movie is." Um, we have Man of Steel. Man of Steel, and I think we've mentioned this before on the podcast. I really liked it. Oh, it's great. Um, he didn't write it. No, he just directed it. The only problem I had was at the very end of the film where it got too loud, but. My favorite of his films, Watchmen. Watchmen was great. Watchmen was excellent. Like, probably one of the best comic book adaptations. Did you not think his cut of Justice League was really good? So, when you can can make a movie to be like X amount of hours long, sure. And like, we did a... Two parts on this. Yeah, we did this on... uh, on our podcast already, was it better than the Zach or than the Joss Whedon one? Yes. Was it amazing? Eh. I think the Snyder Cut was compared to Man of Steel. It beat Donna Justice. It beat well Donna yeah. Justice. He didn't even write either. No, he just directed it. And because I think Goyer. Uh, David S. Goyer wrote most yep. of these, and he well, and with with Justice League, he wrote he gave the story content. He didn't write the script. Yeah, yeah. But my thing is, it's just sort of like, like if I were to compare like his movies, I will say my number one 
is Watchmen. Just, I think that's the best comic book movie ever made. And if you can watch the ultimate cut, um, do it. And I know I'm kind <laughs> of giving, giving myself away at this point. But um, if you can watch that, it's well worth the effort. But if you can't, just normal Watchmen, I think, is excellent. And that was written by David Hayter. Yes. Who you know As very well. a writer of the first two X-Men movies. And, and Solid Snake. And he is Solid Snake. <laughs> Solid Snake. <laughs> um, I also, I mean, I think Man of Steel is up there. Um, Man of Steel is great. Like, I, it, the only problem with Man of Steel is it lost me at the end because it just became, like, too much, like, noise. It was just, like... So much destruction, so much crap, and I'm just like, we. I, I have comments on that, but we'll dive into that in a different but episode. Christopher Nolan helped write Man of Steel, so yes. that's where you um, get all the great stuff. But I think Zack Snyder is visually a great director. If he can just stop doing the fucking slow-mo shit. <laughs> like, seriously. That's his, his Rebel, But it's like Rebel Moon. It was like every five seconds it was some slow-mo crap and I'm like, dude, you could have, like, there was that scene in the exposition 99.9 of the movie um, where the main character, Cora, is explaining how she was this Super kind of awesome soldier. Yeah, how she be? How she was the daughter of the of the, of the regent now? Yeah, yeah. So there was a great moment where she was like explaining how they encouraged her to fall in love. Yeah, and she met the lover. person. Yeah, and she's like doing CPR on this guy, and then all of a sudden, just five hundred blaster shots come across her face, and it's all in real time. That was awesome. But then it's she picks up her gun and then it's just like slow mo, and I'm like, why not just have like shoot that in real time, and just have that be that? It would make the battlefield like you already shown like the battlefield is treacherous. Yes. Why not just keep that going? Like it would have been so cool to see how badass she could be if. She was just moving in real time, and everything was happening. But she's still like, but okay, I'm I going think to cover. Part of that is the trend you see in Hollywood anymore. You have battle sequences that are sped up, slowed down constantly. But do you and think that the, uh, that might also be something that Zach caused? No, like, I think when he did it in 300, it was already kind of starting to be a thing already. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a. Zack Snyder's doing this and everyone's going to pick up on it. I think it was already starting to become pretty mainstream at that okay. point. Because, like, I mean, I I looked up, but it's like... One of the writers from, I think, this film did a movie called Act of Valor, if I recall. I don't know. It could have been... Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it was Kurt Johnstad. Yeah. So, Act of Valor was eh. a movie... That uh, starred... Uh, it was Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs. 
very cool action, terrible story. <laughs> yeah, it was eh. It was meh. But the action was cool. And I just think that this Rebel Moon thing is just... He also wrote 300 and uh, Atomic Blonde. Yeah. Well, I just think... Uh, and the other co-writer, Shay Hatton, uh, wrote John Wick 3 and 4. Yes. And uh, Army of the Dead, Army of Thieves. Yep. Yeah. He has been partnering with uh, Zach for a while. Um, I just kind of bring up this point of, I think, so have you ever watched the great British Bake Off at all? No. Okay. One of the kind of most, like, I don't know if it's a backhanded compliment that one of the judges gives is it's style over substance. And I feel like. Most of what Zack Snyder does is style over substance. Okay. So, yeah, but, eh, that's where I'm at. Well, we can dive a little more into some of the other cast members. So, um... Jamon Hansu. Jamon Hansu. He's my man. Not <laughs> I a love take, him. but I did not like his beard when he first fight him on the street. It looked like someone threw up cotton balls on him. Well, yeah, but I think it was kind of like he was supposed to be more destitute. Yes. But, um, um, we've got... Ed Scrin, um from Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Also the, the main antagonist of, of this film. Yes, he um, played Ajax. Yes. In, yeah. He, um, he was a... He's a pretty good villain. Yeah. Like, I, I, I hate to say it, but he's kind of like a budget Killian Murphy. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> like, a little you bit. get Killian Murphy, you get this guy. Well, but... because Killian Murphy's busy working with Christopher Nolan and everything else. Yeah. <laughs> You know, why not? <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Um, obviously, we talked about Charlie Hunnam. Uh, Hunnam. 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 Um, he, I like him a lot. Like, I do. But it was just a... I just felt like his character arc was, like, completely just... Very telegraphed. Telegraphed and played out, like, way too much. You're just like, oh, I know he's going to betray them. And... There's that. Um, but, uh... Yeah, and then we've got, um... Carrie Ells. Carrie Ells. In the cameo is the is king. It, is it Ells or Elwes? Uh, Ells. Yeah. Elwes? Yep. Okay. I, I, I'm like, I don't have the phonetics in front of me, but... Carrie Elwes from... Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Saw. Yeah, Saw, Twister. <laughs> Twister. <laughs> he's been in a ton of stuff, and he's excellent. Um, he can uh, actually play Robin Hood by speaking a British accent. <laughs> Why not? Why not, Adam? <laughs> but um, yeah, he plays the past or like the king or whatever the yeah. emperor. Um, and uh, yeah, he's excellent. He's a uh, he's fantastic. But still, I think the movie sucked. <laughs> um, Just for that, we're gonna make Adam watch some more um, apocalyptic movies. I, I, have, I have no problem watching apocalyptic movies. I think we're gonna talk about one next week. <laughs> yes, but uh, um, um, all right. So Adam, now that we've kind of dissected the meat and potatoes of this, and we'll watch part two the, when it comes out it's in a few the months. Gristle. <laughs> of um, this movie 
One thing I want to ask before we wrap this up and move to hot takes hmm. is the bad guy um, Atticus Noble is he a cyborg? What's going on with that when they ripped open the back of his head and there is a, uh, a port? That was interesting. Um, never is explained. He, is he part of the characters that Anthony Hopkins is a part of? I don't think so because um, the main character, Cora, is able to like break his limbs. Yes. And you think that would be... Harder to do if you're a machine? More difficult. And then... He gets he gets stabbed. He he also has some interactions early on with some sort of living organism. Yes, and kind of a, a a sexual way. That was really interesting. It was actually pretty funny because they open the door and he was just getting plowed by an alien tentacle. Yeah. Or multiple. And everyone's just like, okay with it. Like, this is normal for the ship commander to have um, Venom banging the captain, or the, the, the general, the admiral. That's what it is. But, I mean, I that's where I'm like, I almost think it's more uh, some of these soldiers have, like, biomechanical yeah. things to them. Um. That's that's where I go, but yeah. And I'll ask you this, telegraphed or not, when they arrived to the planet vault, the, the main planet, mm-hmm. um, and they go up to Corey Stoll's character, the, the father of the of village, was he going to die no matter what the yeah. character said? Yeah. yeah, and I guess that gets into my hot take. Well, let's Do go you... ahead. We'll dive into hot takes here. <laughs> What are they going to say this week? All right, Adam. Hot takes. Okay. Um, Rogue One has kind of a similar opening. Do you... One influenced the other, or no, was it just... I, it's just coincidence, because... Okay. Rogue One was very much just the family. Mm-hmm. This is a whole village. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I did tell my wife though. It felt like bugs, a bug's life when the grasshoppers come to terrorize the ants. Oh, hopper! Yeah, it's kind of what it felt like at first. Like we don't have much to give. Are you giving me everything? I was like, this is a bug's life. Yeah, it, it, there you go. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. Um, but Corey Stoll's tell you know his death was telegraphed. I think. Um, yeah. So uh, Corey Stoll. Another celebrity um, from this. Uh, yeah, he um, was, House uh, of Cards. House of Cards. He played the bad guy in Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Ant-Man and Quantumanium. Yeah. Um, although I thought, like, uh, the guy from... Oh, God, I can't remember his name right now. Um, uh, he plays... Uh, he's in, like, fucking... Outlander. Oh, Daniel Lewis. No, 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 no. no. Oh, no, 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 sorry. Ooh, I was um, thinking of Billions. Like Graham 
something. Tish? Graham something. Yeah. Um, can't remember his name, even though I have his book. McTavish. Graham McTavish. Yes. He was in, like, Hobbit and... Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Witcher. Yep. Um, I think he would have probably been a pretty good choice for that, but... I mean, not to say this guy did a bad job, but... Um, he would have been interesting as a... Uh, as something <laughs> in it. But, uh... Yeah. So... Oh, good to say. Um, so um, I did. I do like the way he died. Getting smacked with a shillelagh. No, it wasn't. It's a shillelagh. It is, but you see what it is? It's a femur bone. Yeah, but it's a shillelagh. I know. <laughs> but the fact that he just got whammed so fat, hard in the face, it killed oh. him. But um, <laughs> but telegraphed. I mean, no matter what. Uh, no, Gunner we knew it was going to happen. Yeah. But my I, wife said, I think he's going to say gonna... anything. I said, no, he was trying to save the village in his own mind the way he thought it could be done. Sort of, but at the same time, it's like if he didn't speak up, I don't think there would have been a huge difference. Let me ask you this Michael uh, Hoosman, who plays Gunner, mm-hmm. obviously, he's Game of Thrones fame, if you've watched Game of Thrones. Is he a poor man's Gabriel Luna? Or Diego Luna? I'm sorry, from... Uh, uh, I, I know what you meant. <laughs> um, I, I think he's... He's a character that, I mean, should have been kind of the protagonist, if you will. Like, he's he's what brings you into okay, the world. fair enough. If you, if you will. Because it's like, he's... He's innocent. You're seeing him yeah. through. His, he's he's your Luke Skywalker. Okay. Um. And he learns to become kind of less coward, like less of a coward, yeah. less of a. And what did you see at the end of the movie a little bit when he when he kills um, Kai? Well, and it's like even when it's like he chooses to rescue the child, which was, um, what like in India, like. Electric chords, like yeah, thing. But um, played by uh, I forgot her name, but she was in uh, Hunger Games as yeah. the main character. I don't know. Cool spider outfit. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you start to see him like grow, develop, um, which would, which I like as him, mm-hmm. like if he was more the protagonist. But um, Cora is kind of where the movie kind of lies. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's kind of nice to see him like develop and make mistakes and do stupid stuff and that actually like push forward. Okay. Um, even like the whole scene where it's just like, have you ever been off world before? And he's like, no. It's like, you might want to hold on to something. <laughs> and it's like, he sits down and it buckles up and all that. It's like, it just made it seem like, yeah, this guy should be your kind of conduit more into uh, this this world of this rebel moon. But All right, well, fair enough. Um, give me your hot take. Uh, or at least one of them. Well, it sucks. <laughs> um... Well, I, I, think I mean, I wouldn't consider that a hot take because... Well, but it's like, 
since you take, I mean, and I'm not saying this meanly, but you take a lot more credit and stock into what critics say than I do. But I, I think, I guess, if we want to go into hot take, do you think that Zack Snyder's fans, I don't want to say are delusional, but they are relentless in like thinking that Zack is this amazing creative force and I'm like I don't think he is I think well, he's a I think bad writer I wouldn't, call I, him, I wouldn't call him delusional because people are fans of what they're fans of um, I mean I like Zack Snyder movies I am by no means a fanboy where I'm going to say this is his best work and phenomenal work and he's a visionary director I was just I would I would say for me I was like yeah I enjoyed it I'm not going to go out there and say I need, a, I need to consume all the media that surrounds yeah. us but at the same time, it's like, do you think the fan, like, some of his fan people are kind of over-inflating certain things? Because I'm like, if I look at this from a, like, if I were just watching a movie and I knew nothing about Zack Snyder, I would be like, yeah, this is not a good film. I There's too much slow-mo. There's too much of this, like, stupid, like cutting back and forth whenever they were recruiting someone and it's like you have like that dumb guy who was like your Native American person okay um, they kind of cut back to him and he'd have this dumb look on his face like he's looking up at like general whatever I and would say like, I'm just sort of like why have that shot I would say you could that... almost just have something between Cora and the general and just have that you don't need to keep cutting back to every single character on your thing also it was just sort of like people just were recruited so I just am like there's a lot of problems I would say that I wouldn't say that they are overinflating it because if you're a fan of a certain person, to an extent, you may say there is no wrong they can do. Um, I think fans in general of any franchise or any person or medium can have that effect. I don't think it's localized just to Zack Snyder. I think yeah, you can but... have that with any any creative force. Um, you have people who will argue that J.J. Abrams is a visionary and makes amazing movies. No, I don't think so. You he would, does and he doesn't. Yeah, I but, think you can say that for name me one director who has not had a misstep. Spielberg. No, he's had some missteps. Yeah, a- any of them. <laughs> uh, any director will have some missteps. Some some creative choices. <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of Tenant. I haven't seen Tenant yet, but it, maybe just because it's really hard to follow. But I, it, I think that was a misstep. Okay. Um, I think, like I said, I think fanboys or fangirls or fan people. But do you think they like follow it blindly? Like they're some do, but I think that's inherent of anyone who's a fan of anything. Yeah. If you are that devoted to anything, you may put blinders on. Um, it can, and it, it's not just fandom. It's how we how this society has been evolved to consume media. You have mm-hmm. people who are love Kanye West no matter what he says and Whoa. stupid shit that comes out of his mouth. <laughs> oh, you've I got threw up in my mouth a yeah, little bit. <laughs> you've got people who love the Kardashians. You've got Whoa. people who watch nothing but Fox News. Whoa. People who watch nothing but CNN or MSNBC. Yeah. 
the society, at least American society today, has been cultured and crafted to consume and religiously, and not in a religious, like, church religious, but religiously like, as, a, as no, an adjective. I, I get what you mean. Consume and die on the sword for what they enjoy. Exactly. Um, it's not as many people that can say that their favorite person has made a misstep, made made an error in creative, whatever it may be in their life. And don't get me wrong. Like, I've liked many Zack Snyder movies. Yeah, but this is, for you, a misstep. This was falling down the stairs on their face constantly. But that's my opinion. Yeah. It is what it is. But, um... I guess, Matt, let's uh, jump into your hot take. So my hot take, I think, I'll give this a slight pass, but not a huge pass. Yes, this is a Netflix production. $166 million to do two films. Mm -hmm. Which, for Hollywood standards, that's one film. The CGI backgrounds is what bugged me. Mm -hmm. The CGI foregrounds, like the ships, the creatures... Um, there were some ship the, things, I think, when they go to, like, the second planet. Yeah. Like, when the ship's coming in, I was like, that's a little wonky. Well, what was wonky <laughs> was the ship or the background and the, and the, the planet itself. I think it was the itself. ship okay. itself, because I, I think they did a great job of creating some worlds. Yes. Like, uh, going to the one where the guy had to ride the... Yeah, with the... Where the griffin Tarek or whatever. It has to ride, yeah. yeah. That looked... Unique, pretty. It did until it was CG behind him and he was flying around. Then I yep. was like, the bird and the guy look good. Yep. The background little needs some work. Yep. And I get it with a limited budget, you got you got what you got. Yeah. Um But some of it did take me out of the scene. Um I first really noticed it in the in the very beginning when you've got that big gas giant planet as behind them because they're a moon of mm-hmm. that planet. Hence Rebel Moon. Um, what? And <laughs> or what's the, the uh, what's the home improvement? <laughs> yeah, Tim Allen. Um, <laughs> the way they used that CGI and then made the weird red glow effect on them as you walked around. Yes, that did look kind a little of me. funky. Yeah, I but I mean, some of the CGI of the characters and the creatures, like Anthony Hopkins' character. Obviously, oh, Anthony Hopkins just did the dialogue. Someone else did the the mocap for it. But his, um, what was his character's name? His character's name was Jimmy. Jimmy. It was like um, K2SO. Yeah, it was <laughs> the CG of the robot. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Yeah, no, I think. And Very practical. Also, I will give this movie some props. I thought the lore behind that kind of character, like yeah. that these were like warrior droids almost but then once the king died they i i i will say one thing that did i did like and i didn't like about his character when he washes the mud off his face why is a robot going to shake his hands off in the water yeah well i was just like hmm that was mo-capped and no one thought about that piece but that's just but yeah i mean but i i liked and where do you get his fucking antlers from at the end of the movie that's a good question. Um, <laughs> he pops and up with I actually and I like, uh. think my theory is um, the girl that was kind to him. Yeah, the um, Sam. Yeah. 
she is that rigged. she is that reincarnation of the princess. Oh, okay. And so I think that is what this is. That'd be kind of cool. Um, I mean, eh, who knows? All right. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> I just so, work here. Before we dive out of this film, <laughs> I've got two questions for Please, you. Please, I'm pulling my pulling my shoot. <laughs> Are you going to watch the sequel? If it gets amazing reviews and they're like, it fixes everything, yes. If not, no. Also, if you make me watch it for another episode, but... Well, I mean, I just... I don't does it have to get amazing reviews for you to consume it? But it's not worth it to me. It's... How, but, Okay, so let's 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 just play hypothetical. You have to watch it and not see any reviews beforehand. Any any kind of media. Do you consume it or not? Probably not. Because okay. I I'm like this one like to no, me. Well I'm talking about any terrible. kind of media. But like I watched this one. It's like if a Spider Man movie the first one was awful. I'm not gonna go see the next one. Okay, well, it's kind of what not I'm talking meaning. about. This I'm talking about just media in general. If you, if we, if you, if we weren't watching this for the podcast and you saw the critic reviews of this, you would have not consumed it. Probably not. Okay, I just am like, it's a waste of my time. Like, I mean, I could watch something else. I could. Reboot up Skyrim and okay. play through Skyrim so, again, <laughs> which I'm doing right now. Redfield. We'll go back to what we talked about. Okay. Critically panned. Yes. Horrible reviews. Box office bomb. But you still watched it with bad reviews. Yeah, because we had to watch it for the podcast. But we had already discussed watching it before that too. But I actually enjoyed it. It was. It was fine, but if I'm like, but it got bad reviews. I'm just, got, I'm just, I'm just playing this got, out. Okay, so it got bad reviews, but we discussed watching it, and I'm like, okay, I'll check it out, and I really enjoyed it. This got horrible reviews. I hated every minute of okay. it. I, like I said, it's unless the second one is. Like, everyone's like, oh my god, it fixes everything. It's the best thing on the planet. It's the new Star Wars. Then I might check it out, but I don't really feel like continuing. Okay. Like, I almost, like, I almost didn't finish this movie. Fair enough. Because I was just like, it wasn't, like, it just wasn't gelling with me. Okay. But I, I mean, I won't argue with that, but fair enough. Yeah. Um. Second question. Is Korra... If this was Star Wars, is Korra the Jedi? No. Is she a stormtrooper or Imperial Guard? Gone rogue yeah, because sort of guy? like one of the like elite like stormtroopers. Like, yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. That's what she is. And then, yeah, it's like you have the Korean lady um, who is like a Jedi because she's like oh i'm fighting for justice and okay. all that but then yeah it that that's 
Yeah. Tuna Bay is her actress. Yeah. Name. Yeah, she's been in a bunch of Korean stuff. I think she was on the. Jupiter Ascending was uh, good. Uh, not a good, but uh, I I I kind of liked it. It was okay. It was, it, was, it was the Wachowskis. Yeah. So if you're a fan of that sort of thing, but I think uh, were was she on the like in a movie called The Host? Yes. Yes. That's where I know her from. That's a great Korean horror like monster film. And Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas, I have not seen. So, yeah, I wasn't a fan of it either. I didn't um, see it. So, <laughs> one of the few times misses in my my I had to say. Um, all right, Adam. Well, now that we've discussed Rebel Moon Part One, it's time to talk about our Geek Wreck of the Week. It's time for the Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend? Adam, hit me. <laughs> Ow! Um, Buns of steel, baby. Yeah, there you of go. Steel. Um, I guess kind of my wreck of the week. I know we've kind of talked about it. If yet, if you're looking for some sci-fi epic, watch Dune. I thought you were going to talk about what you were... You Watch know. Altered Carbon. <laughs> I know you have a problem with that. Like, I have a lot I, of uh, so I haven't, I haven't seen the f- second season of Altered Neither Carbon. Neither have I, the first season was awful. First season, I loved it. Um, Blade Runner 20... Uh, oh, come on! Blade Runner 2049. That's how many minutes of sleep I got watching yeah, it. I bet. Um... These are all better. Even the Mutant Chronicles, which is like a cheap, low-budget film with like Thomas Jane. Never saw that one. Oh God, it's not excellent, but it's kind of like a weird, like World War Two esque, like British American science fiction horror film. Yeah, so with Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman's in it, yeah. But I'd recommend any of those. Like, if you're wanting to watch something, but please just watch Dune. We've talked about it. It's... Dune does everything that this movie wanted to do, but it does it so much better. So... This so I will say this real quick before I dive into my geek wreck. Mm-hmm. I did think watching this, this looked like a Dune Star Wars crossover. Yeah, like the whole like shawls, like slow mo. Well, and the fight Shawl. sequences and the oh. the Imperium, the yeah. Mother World, that kind of stuff. It was very Dune. Watch Star Wars. Dune. <laughs> Just watch Dune. <laughs> the, the new, new one. one's coming out this year. It's gonna be great. Maybe. Um, no, it's not, not great. Be, I'm talking about maybe coming out this year because it keeps getting pushed. Well, okay. But I'm like, it's going to be fantastic. Hopefully. I mean, it could I, be... I, a, they could shit the bed. You never know. I you doubt never know with these things. Damanu will shit the bed. I don't think he has ever. Um, the arrival... Oh, he, he might be one that I could say is like a uh, a person who hasn't shit the bed yet. So, all right. Well, I will prisoners say, arrival. He should have been with Blade Runner twenty forty nine. No, he did not. Yes, he did. You are a liar. I no. He <laughs> shut your whore mouth. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel about that. 
It was so good. It was so <laughs> it was boring. So good. Oh my god. I we will we will wrap this episode up. You will tell my wife okay. that you loved it. What's what's your wreck of the week? My wreck of the week wrecked him and damn near killed him. Legos. Okay. Who doesn't love a good Lego set? I love and a good adult, Lego set. We we you saw when you walked in my in, in the office. I've got my new Lego Soka ship. Yeah. I, oh, I just was, I built my uh your BD Lego one. BD one. So um, Megan built her Lego flowers yesterday. It was a Lego day yesterday. It was There you go. Who doesn't love Legos? So oh, Legos I, are awesome. I will say it's been about fifteen years since I put a Lego set together that I Oh really? Having. Yeah. Okay. Like a full big Lego set yeah. like this. Man, some of these custom pieces are really cool now. Um, I really just want to find an order guide of custom pieces and order a shit ton of custom pieces and build something fun. Mm-hmm. That's my next my next. Well, uh, that was idea. always something I did. Like, my folks, they had bought, like, a... It was, like, a custom, like, sort of like a coffee table almost. Like, a little bigger yeah. than a coffee table. But it had, like, the Lego thing on top, but then it had, like, a bag mm-hmm. that you could attach via and loop and then um yeah we would just, just go to town we would just build like as kids like, oh yeah just build whatever we wanted tupperware storage container that will not fit into this bed because it's too tall of every lego i had as a child mm-hmm. and it's yeah yeah no legos are great man i and it sucks they're so expensive it does suck i i have a i built an x-wing not the not the super fancy X wing, but but when it came out, we were younger. Well, no, I actually oh. bought one that is kind of the like, it was I like would, the fifty dollar X wing. Yeah, I would love <laughs> to build that Millennium Falcon. I don't have eight hundred dollars oh, of blow. God, on I, Legos. But. I keep joking with my girlfriend. I'm like, hey, you know what I really want? You know what I want? The giant Millennium Falcon. <laughs> She's just like, no. Yeah. But no, I I love Legos. Like I'm I'm hey, Matt, I'm right there with you. Alright. Legos are great. Um they do have some awesome ones coming out this year. Um that look really cool. And then there's a rumor that uh the nineteen 19- 90s Batman animated series. They're doing a whole run I'm okay for that. that. <laughs> and so I'm like, mm, shiny. But yeah, I I have nowhere to put stuff. We'll have to do a TikTok of your yes, yeah, so your nerd film. cave. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, this wraps up another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Yes. Make sure you find, follow, like, subscribe, all that good stuff at Geek Drink Pod on all of our social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, leave us a review. Tell us what you think of Rebel Moon or other episodes we've discussed. Yes. And anything you want us to talk about, show yeah. you. If you want to get a peek at Matt's Nerd Cave, we can show you. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some more stuff on order coming soon. Oh, really? I need my shelves. Oh, you do need, need more shelves. shelves at this point. Especially um, because Fan Home, who I'm working on my Enterprise D build, has announced they have exclusive rights to the Star Trek diecast kits next year. Oh, really? So we will be getting some new Enterprises and Ooh. some new ships. Very well, quarter four. Mm. 
All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. Everyone have a great Geek Week. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye. Thank you.